after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's weird brunch Lisa's just reading the Goofy movie I am. screenplay Dude, I would, though yeah. Did y'all see that guy from San Antonio? He dressed up like um, what's that guy's name? Not Lightning Charger. What's his name? Electricity. What's his name? I don't know. In the Goofy what movie, you're talking I, about. you got me high. Uh, in the Goofy <laughs> movie, there's Karina, a singer. Is your mic on? Yeah. There we go. Goofy movie, Lightning Charger. I'm looking. Yeah, it up. it'll. I bet it'll pull it up. I for hope so. Thing. Look at how good I can type with one hand. I'm really proud. of It's almost like you've been doing it your whole life. I oh, got wow. a lot of USB cables. <laughs> Put type in Lightning uh, Charger. Goofy yes. Movie singer. Oh wait, here That's we go. Oh, power power line. Power line. Dude. So, this white guy in San Antonio. Mm, he might be Hispanic. I couldn't see his face or tell because he was in blackface. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. Really? Because Powerline is clearly. Powerline is definitely an African goofian. Yeah. Yes. Okay. An African goofian. Well, he's shaped exactly Jesus. like Goofy. I Just, know. I think this is Goofy in blackface, to be honest. No, Goofy doesn't have that kind of body. He oh, I remember shoulders. that guy. Yeah. Goofy's shoulders are like, yeah. and his shoulders are like, what's up? I'm Powerline. We're going to live forever. Look at my shoulders. Yeah. They're boobs. I can do that with my he shoulders if I care. fucking cool. But look, Max dresses up like him. Yeah. Max In the movie. Him. I mean, as Don't he should. Don't those possums in the movie? I don't remember. I haven't anything seen about a goofy, goofy movie. I remember they go camping. Jesus. And I remember the girl he's into. She's real cute. Yeah. Would I just and he can like skateboard and stuff, right? Would None I, of this resonates. Yeah, with me. I was about to say Sorry. what I just realized is that Karina was like already uh, writing in diaries and emotional at this yeah. point, and yes. we were definitely kids. But you had a younger sister. I had a younger brother who was fucking obsessed with the goofy movie because all of the cartoons up until then in his mind princess movies had been made for me yeah and so oh, this was a this movie was made. his this yeah so this okay. was his and so i mean was, a woman um, finally gets a few things in a man's like i need i need it i yeah. need something for me yeah. my brother is a real fucking <laughs> dirt bag um he seems nice to me he does seem nice. No, he is literally yeah, the nicest like I guy met in the him room. He seemed real nice. It drives me crazy. God damn it! Um, but yeah, he had this, and he had Great Mouse Detective, which oh, I love. Great Mouse Detective. You know what? I loved it at the time. When was the last time you watched it? When I was five. Don't try it again. Keep that. really. Yeah. Why? I don't. I watched it. Is the Great Mouse Detective the one where the little girl is kidnapped by the creepy swamp people? No. And she has to live with like the alligators and shit? No. Is that that's rescuers down under? No, that's just rescuers. Oh, okay. So that's just regular rescuers. rescuers Got it. Rescuers the original is badass. It yeah. So it was down under, honestly. Down under is good, but the original rescuers is is what introduced me to New Orleans. That's the little girl who sings somewhere out there. No, that's American Tale. Yeah, that's Fievel. That's Fievel. It's a boy Man, mouse. We are on a journey Fuck. now. Oh, Sorry. No, he's a duet with his sister. Is it? Yeah. So there's yeah. a girl too. I Which is also weird because yeah. mm, the, the brother's sister, that's not a brother's sister well, song. What happens in Great Mouse Detective? Oh, come on. They were immigrants. What? They missed each other. Great, oh. Great Mouse Detective <laughs> is Sherlock. Oh. 
It's a Sherlock. Oh, with the tall mouse and the short mouse? Yeah. Yeah. Got so it. It's based, it's kind of like the dad from Beauty and the Beast, but in mouse form. And he's like, oh, my yep. daughter, she's missing. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, or no, the he goes missing. And then the daughter's like, please, Basil. And she does this weird little like i'm a sexy baby yes it's the sexy baby thing but in Mm -hmm. mouse form and it's and it's even sexier because she's a sexy baby i think about it all the time um but yeah it's basil is the mouse's name Uh Mm -hmm. and then yeah rescuers and rescuers down under was real fun for me and my brother uh and i'm sure you as well karina because adopted and orphans and there's nothing in disney that's not about orphans or Somebody who is without a parent. Yeah. Both. The the double parent. I, I went on a quest with my kids to figure out who's who Tarzan, all the double but they're dead in the middle. Yeah. Or at the beginning. I mean, yeah. nowadays I feel like they include both parents, but it's still about a kid like going away on their like Moana and Coco. Moana they both have their the parents, but, they, but both they both leave are they leave. fully removed yeah. from parents yep. because that's yeah. too high. To talk about that. What I'm not too high to talk about. Yep. Tell us about uh, it, stud. Who are you? Who oh, yeah. I? Say oh, name. Oh, I was like, I don't know, man. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How deep Danny do you want to get? Am I Danny Zuko? What just you happened? Are. I'm Lisa Friedrich. I'm Karina Magyar. I'm Whitney Lamond. I feel like Karina always says Yeah, it. and this is a weird brunch. See, well, Lisa said it. This she did a great time. job. She took charge. Mm-hmm. And Princess Leia, what her hair do? Oh my God, you're gonna talk about Princess Leia? I kind of am. I want you to talk about. We Princess kind Leia. of yeah. shut your computer it. over it. If you're gonna talk my about Princess Leia, God, Karina, yes. I will focus. I have never seen you shut your computer. Um, that I know that's not rude. true. Respect. How yeah. is that rude? I don't know. You're a hard worker, <laughs> and. Porn. Okay, you're a hard no. worker in porn. Then I so no, a writer. This in this uh, story I'm about to tell, I feel like I have a lisp and that I'm slurring and I apologize. You do and you are. Yeah, you'd feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a great way. Why did we do that? You to sound her? like a sexy baby. You tell your story. You do it, baby. <laughs> Come on, Basil. Come um, on, gross. <laughs> So but before I start this, I do want everyone in the room and um, all two of our listeners to know that I know I'm going to Karina myself here. Okay. Halfway through. All right. I will not so have to work set yourself hard. straight. I'm reading one article first mm-hmm. and then we'll all hear the record scratch together. Okay. Do you Star need me to foley a record scratch in? I had just started, which it looked <laughs> like that's all y'all wanted me to do. And I think you just did put that record <laughs> scratch in, Karina. Good. Okay. okay, go. Proud of myself. Oh, Lisa, go. Lisa, go. Lisa, go. Star Wars heroine Princess Leia was, don't talk, Karina, please, was feet. Oh, God damn it. Was fearless in battle, dedicated to taking down the Empire, and one of the Rebel Alliance's greatest leaders. All of these strong traits down to the two buns coiled on the sides of her head. Yeah. What her hair do. I love mm-hmm. those buns. Can be attributed to Mexico's female revolutionaries known as the 
Soldaderas. Are you already going to shut oh, it I down? Like Do you already know where I'm going? No, I actually read this before and it's true. This just got a lot of fun. Yeah. That's not a sentence. Star Wars creator George Lucas looked to Mexico's female warriors or soldaderas for inspiration when crafting the character Leia Organa for his iconic space opera. Don't let their highly styled hair fool you. These women who joined the revolution around the start of the 20th century were tough and considered an important part of Mexico's rebel force. I'm Whose sorry? condescending writing is this? Is I don't it, know, but like d- as soon as I noticed it, Wait, I'm... What just, is Leia's last name? Organa. Organa. Organa or Organa. Organa, depending Organa. on your... Tomato, tomato. tomato. Yeah. Good. Pinch Punky, owe me a Coke! Oh, ha. my God. Sucker. I'm going to Star Wars nerd out pretty Coke. soon here. Um, it's actually... It's, I mean, it's Skywalker, honestly, but... Also, I'll tell you who wrote this uh, after we're done recording. Okay. Clara, <laughs> it's the same thing as last <laughs> time. It's, oh, in her, it's herself. Oh, good job. Uh, Clara De La Rocha was, uh, a, no, I didn't write this. Was I did not write this because I'm condescending what? shit. What are you Clara De La Rocha, is she Zach De La Rocha's grandma? Clara De La Rocha. I hope it's Zach De La Rocha's grandma. Was a colonel. Hell yeah. In the Mexican Revolution, fighting against the longstanding dictatorship of Porfirio Diaz from 1910 to 1920. Mm-hmm. It is thought that this picture that I will show you all later <laughs> of De La Rocha in particular now archived for eventual display at the Lucas Museum of Narrative Art inspired Leia's famous coiled buns. Here she is seen standing next to her father. Clara De La Rocha is known for a key 1911 battle in Oh, God damn it. I was doing so good. Sinaloa. Yeah, Sinaloa, northern Mexico, where she crossed over a river on horseback and took the power station, uh, took out a power station in order to allow rebel forces to attack at night without being seen. Oh, weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, because that's what happens. And they take out the power station. Okay. You got to connect it as we go. Star Wars. When do they take out the power station? Right before the rebel forces attacked at night without being seen. Carrie Fisher famously disliked <laughs> the double bun hairdo, reluctantly trying to style, uh, trying to sell on for George Lucas. The wardrobe department had all sorts of hairstyles laid out for screen testing, but Lucas decided the coil buns were perfect. This decision meant Fisher had to spend two hours each morning of shooting in a stylist chair getting her hair ready. Was That's not her bad. Hair? Two or hours is like nothing. Was it a real hair getting... Was it coiled? Yeah. No, her. Uh, no, it wasn't. It couldn't have been. That was too thick. Could have been. You think? I think it really was probably like part hair. and part. Like I don't think it yeah. was as long I mean, I'm sure as they it looked, but incorporated I, I think like the first couple rows are probably hers. And, and then, then they, they just they wrap just... it in like a uh, fake braid. Yeah, it's right. Like cozy. Because I've tried to like. Yeah. Do that in my hair. No, you'd have ridiculous. to have butt hair. You'd have. I mean, butt length hair. Butt, butt hair. hair? She just needs, hair. She means like, you know, kind of coarse and thicker. Just, so it's yeah, a, just do like a wreath. It's and a then bushier uh, cinnamon roll. Yeah, cinnamon. Butt hair. Bushy cinnamon. So. Cinnamon. This is where I say, but hold up. Okay. Did you just say butthole? But hold up. turned into... What? Juvenile Beavis brunch? and Butthead show, and <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. So that was well, that was one article. This is the second article where I'm like, uh, 
In later interviews, Star Wars creator <laughs> George Lucas <laughs> said he looked to Mexico's female revolutionaries. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and this, this is a quote from him to Time in 2002. Mm-hmm. I went with a kind of southwestern Pancho Villa woman revolutionary look, which is what that is. Yeah, I guess solid, if you want to... Solid quote, Lucas. Describe it in the like, least accurate way possible, sure. <laughs> he just said... I just... Southwestern Pancho Villa women revolutionary look, which is what that is. Okay. Uh, I mean, not what it is, but... but it is what it is. Like, uh, whatever. I do appreciate that he like, yeah. went and like researched a little. Yes. Very um, minimal. <laughs> accidentally saw a photo one time and it stuck in his yeah, head because he thought it was hot. You're right. You're yeah. right. Well, when you see that photo that I showed y'all, or that I talked about you. It is kind of yeah, hot. show it. Um... So in 1977, Fisher said, George didn't want a damsel in distress, didn't want your stereotypical princess. He wanted a fighter. He wanted someone who was independent. Uh, there's only one problem with Lucas's claim. What's that? Female Mexican revolutionaries are not known for their hairstyles or certainly not hairstyles of that sort. As much as I would like to say that Princess Leia's hairstyle was based on the soldadera, so goddamn it, soldaderas, from the Mexican Revolution, this was probably not the case. Tabea Leonard, author of Fearless Women in the Mexican Revolution and the Spanish Civil War, told the BBC. Sounds like a wet blanket. Mm-hmm. It's Well, yeah, her name is Tabea. <laughs> like, we know. Was that uh, Spanish for wet blanket? Yeah. Oh. Uh, sorry, I just tried to think of actually how to say that. Um, <laughs> if you take a look at photos from that period, you see women with long braids, some wear hats. Uh, on occasion, they cover their hair with a shawl. Conditions on the battlefield field were harsh and the women's tasks include included carrying supplies taking care of all the men's needs serving as spies and smugglers some also participated in battle this woman is just like women were women why she well she's just like somebody finally asked me about the thing i've been studying my whole life yeah she's like i want to talk about hairstyles yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me give you all the details i know the next sentence is so a hairstyle like leia's probably was not a convenient option why would that not be convenient yeah you put it you up, put it up and once you and yeah. it's like... No, if it's hanging on the side of your head, I mean, it's much easier to just tie a fucking braid behind your... Well, they're not that tight. Shit. The real ones, like when you see the pictures, they're yeah. like a little looser than mm. the Leia one. I, it just seems... Well, it's just pigtails. Chunky at your ears, covering your ears. It's pigtails curled up. That's all it is. So this I, is where white women are real white women. <laughs> uh, uh, what happened? However, the hairstyle does appear to have roots in the North in North American history. Kendra Van Cleve of Frockflix, Frock a, web- a website where which reviews the accuracy of costumes and historical dramas. Oh my God! Sign me up. Okay, for a second I was like, Frockflix is that like a <laughs> yeah type of peoples? <laughs> where did they come from? Sweden? No, it's. A- it's a full website yeah. dedicated to reviewing the accuracy. This is the stupidest Of costuming shit. and movies. I am in. Oh, I like it too. God. I love it. Oh, I mean, we anyway. want to be historically accurate, right? We want to talk about yeah. the dresses. That's what every time I see a movie. You're, y'all are right. Let's get back to Kendra Van Cleve. Okay. Um, the real name that we should believe behind Frock Flicks. <laughs> 
Um, she said that the buns had been made fashionable in med- medieval Europe. I'm white. I'm taking it back. <laughs> and the most obvious <laughs> inspiration is the squash blossom style worn by the, and we're giving it right back after we took it back, of the Hopi tribe in Arizona. Well, Southwestern Pancho Villa lady person type thing. That's what he said. There you go. <clears throat> so Nail on he head. was half right twice. <laughs> Did you double Karina me? <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Anyway, she says, this hairstyle became more widely known in the early 20th century due to photography, Van Cleve says. Uh, of course, the 1920s was an era when women uh, in the Western Hemisphere were shaking up traditional gender roles. Ooh, bad. American <laughs> women got the vote in 1920. Ooh, bad. And were attending <laughs> college. Oh, no. Oh, no. And taking on professional employment in unprecedented numbers. What? <laughs> Many of the arty bohemian women in the 1920s adopted the, quote, ethnic. Come on, Van Cleve. Fashion as a means of demonstrating their difference from the mainstream and therefore as a feminist statement. That is all 100% true. Well, uh, I thought that second one negated the first one, but here we are. Yeah, well, I mean... Uh, it kind of does. There is that one photo no of one, that one... Like, yeah, but Cl- Clara de, Ro- de la Rocha is like not mentioned at all. No, I know, but like... Other than that first thing. There is that photo of her, right? Or there's a photo of somebody. I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. So like the inspiration. It. The point is, Lucas saw a video, uh, a photo, video, YouTube. He went with it. And went with it. Now, what I want to know is, where did Natalie Portman's hair come from? The, like, bunch of, like... All of it. Ponytail things going on? Oh, Queen Amidala. Queen Amidala's hair. When you say Natalie Portman's hair, I just think closer in the wig. Really? God, I hated that movie. I want to. I've been wanting to watch it again. It's I been like a long to time imagine since I, been a long my time Natalie since Portman that. as V for Vendetta. Natalie Portman, where sh- her no head hair? is shaved. That was inspired by Sinead O'Connor. It was very G.I. Jane of her. Mm-hmm. Did you hear Sinead O'Connor uh, converted to Is- Islam? Oh, <laughs> I was like Catholicism. No, she was <laughs> Islam. <laughs> She's been fighting Catholicism the I whole know. day. Do you know how funny that would be? <laughs> yeah. She was just like, hey, well, she y'all. did try to get. Turns got, out like, the Pope is great. She got ordained as a priest. And then that was, I think, it for Catholicism. They full on got rid of her for reals after that. Because, like, there's a breakaway. Uh, this is a whole other story I won't get to tell right now. There's a whole breakaway, like, sect of Catholicism that's ordaining women priests. And then immediately you get excommunicated. And she did that. But now she's uh, Muslim. She changed Wait, her name. What? Yeah. Isn't Muslim more harsh towards the ladies in <sighs> religious her thing, her thing is the child abuse. And so far, that's, sure. that's not what they're known for. Right. Yeah. But also, uh, like also she's super per- bipolar and you'd think you just not having a great ditch life right religion. Now. But also, but, like yeah. 90% of. of uh, Folks who follow the Islamic religion are are like the most peaceful, and then there's ten percent that are like, oh yeah, yeah women exactly. can't Absolutely. drive. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's just or people in power who that. are the dicks, which is always the case. I'm gonna say ten percent. Yeah, but 
Well, I don't know. That's the biggest. Yeah, it's, it is. I don't know how the percentage. Yeah, I haven't I studied know. it, but no, yeah, you're right. Too. It's a peaceful yeah. religion that gets used for war. Well, it's just every like every religion. Yeah. yeah, I would say you yeah. could argue ten percent of humans on the planet are pieces of shit, and they are strewn throughout all of our little factions, and mm-hmm. they all fucking suck in their own unique way. <sighs> I just wish it was like point. Zero one percent, you know? That was brilliant. <laughs> Thank if you, you die, I'm gonna put that quote on your tombstone. <laughs> Where it just says I, I just, just wish <laughs> it was zero point zero one percent. Man, Man. <laughs> Yes. Uh, That's people are bringing flowers out there like she was right dude. <laughs> yeah, she was so right she's a visionary she was a visionary <laughs> start my own religion 10% of them will suck <laughs> it's true yeah it always happens well wow. is it is it my turn sure These is people, it my turn is it my turn Feed the birds. okay Stop it with your Mary Step Poppins. in time, step in time. Nobody remembers that song. Who doesn't remember me, that song? Me, I don't oh, remember okay. that song. And I'm sorry I don't for like you. It. We'll watch it. <laughs> we'll watch it. After All right, this. come on. Step in time. Step okay, in time. step in time, step in time. The song that nobody I'm sorry remembers. That you didn't smoke weed because you have kids. And I'm allergic to weed. No, you're really? not. You're from Denver. That doesn't matter. You were born with weed in the womb. No, I was weed born in, in the Indianapolis. Womb. Oh, and yeah. also <laughs> you were. And also, I don't think that's how that works. Okay. The story I'm telling is the story of Jen and Sarah Hart. Jen and Sarah Hart. Bum, 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 bum. I mean... Jen was the bad one. I was looking for a song there. It was good. In the beginning, we're going to talk just about Jen because she's Jen with one pretty much. Yeah, how many N's here? Uh, Her name is Jennifer with two N's. But when they spell Jen, it looks like she spells it mainly with one. Okay, Okay. thank God. Okay. Uh, Okay, so. I would have had to walk away. Jen Hart. Was born in Huron, South Dakota. It's about 1,300 people. And lived with her parents and her two brothers. And they had a pretty traditional upbringing. All the siblings were four years apart and were talented artists and musicians. Talented in quotes. Uh, so she I don't know I mean she's one of those people she's growing up in a normal lifestyle her parents get divorced when they're 12 you know like all of us Yeah, she stays with her mom for a little bit and then her dad moves away and she wants to go over there also she had a generally normal breaking up so in 1999 she transfers from Sioux Falls or Augustana University in Sioux Falls to Northern State University in Aberdeen. Aberdeen, Wisconsin? Or 
in uh, the UK? North Carolina? Oh, North I think, Carolina. I don't know. Okay. Man, we sure I mean, hold on. Let me see. City names yeah, from there's there's a lot of South Dakota. By North Carolina. South Dakota? I meant South Dakota. Well, here, I don't know. Now I feel like South I need to Dakota look it up. It's a hotbed for dumb shit. So probably, mm. they're probably like, I don't know, let's call this patch of dirt Aberdeen. 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 For all the Scottish people that we knew it says, in yeah. high school. Three hours away Scott- from Aberdeen? Northern State Scott- University. It's Scott. It's Scottish. What is Scott doing? Um, Sorry. Also, I love South Dakota. It's one of my favorite states. So I, when I said it's full of dumb shit, I definitely did not mean that. It is a majestic land where Sturgis really? happens. It is oh, in you went to South Sturgis. Dakota. I got it. For okay. sure. All of that makes sense now. Well, so she goes to Aberdeen in the year 2000. She 2000. meets this girl in the year 2000. Jen meets a girl named Sarah. And they with or without an H like to hang out with an H. Um, They like to hang out and they're good friends and they live together Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And they kind of tried to hide it. But Mm -hmm. eventually they're like, yes, we are in love with with each other. They get married. And over the next. Well, (laughs) I mean, I assume they, <laughs> they consummated their marriage. Consummated first. That's, uh, that's how we do. We it don't. was the year 2000. Yes, in the year 2000. So they leave. Oh, that sounded weird. Did you do something weird? Mm-mm. You did. Mm-mm. Okay. So in 2004, Jennifer Hart and Sarah Gangler... Uh, move to Gangler. G E N G L E R. Gangler. 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 I would say Gangler. Related to Teeter. Uh, are they moved to Alexandria, Minnesota, and they're <laughs> no, married is... now, and they get a license. Whitney, to... every city name you have said, it's not where you say it is. They say Alexandria, no, Minnesota, sure right in front it. of me. There is one. I'm sure, you're right. It's just like it's the smaller so versions of all of these. It is. <laughs> and then they moved to Paris, Texas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like, stop. I'm but yes. So the couple gets or they are licensed to provide child foster care in Douglas County, Minnesota in April of 2005. How old were you then? Uh, that was my senior year of high school. Okay, so neither one of us could have been in their child care. No. I what? mean, I assume you would have known that by now. But well, I didn't want to do math. That's okay. So what, what kind of child care, though? Like a foster age? care. Oh, foster care. Yeah, so... So any age under 17 or whatever. Yes, yes. So they have this idea that they're going to make the beautiful rainbow family and be the perfect, you know, modern parents raising a bunch of kids. So they start applying to foster children. And in the meantime, Sarah is petitioning to change her last name to Hart, which ends up happening and in 2006 
this judge agrees that parental rights for the parents of these three children, Devante, Jeremiah, and Sierra, are going to be taken away from their mother. Bingo, step in, Jennifer (laughs) and Sarah, who come in, they adopt these three kids that aren't Devante, Jeremiah, and Sarah. They adopt Marcus, Abigail, and Hannah. Another set of children. Wait, 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 wait. We set that up with three kids that were taken from their mom, and then they took three other kids? The important part is that they're taken from their mom. Right? Yeah. And so there's three kids. In the meantime, the Jen and Sarah adopt so this three other s- children. Okay. This so is Jeremiah separate. and his siblings were a different story. Yes. Yes. Got it. For now. So. The foreshadowing of it all. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so after these three kids are taken away from their mom, their aunt Celestine files a, a petition to adopt the children. This is in the state of Texas, by the way, and it goes to court and they just keep denying this woman from taking on her sister's kids. And Jen and Sarah step in and are like, Oh my God, we already have these other three kids. We like to keep them all together. We don't want to separate the siblings and they decide to uh, or foster these kids. So they went from zero. They went to from six. pretty much zero to six. six. These kids are adopted. They go to Minnesota. Adopted or fostered? Well, now it looks like, like they're being possessed. adopted. Yeah, these kids are the legality under of control matter. of under adults. Under control of, yeah. 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 Is they like- live in this city or in this far away place and their neighbors are these this couple and they're nice and the women move in and they have these six kids and they have this beautiful family except the kids are never outside and they think it's like kind of weird and fucked up but you know i mean they don't know um so one night they hear this knocking on their door And they go downstairs, this man and this woman who are like, you know, parent age, maybe in their 40s, answer the door. And it's Hannah, who is one of the youngest ones. And she's like wrapped in a towel. And she's like, please, please, please let me into your house. Don't let my mom see me. Please hide me from them. And they're like, oh, my God. okay." so they let Hannah in and Hannah like goes upstairs and is like, just traumatized freaked out she's hiding and they don't know what to do because she's a pal they haven't called yeah (laughs) they haven't called the cops yet and like almost immediately after hannah runs in they see the family like in the front yard with flashlights well yeah i mean they make the kids do plenty of stuff well now the kids are outside everybody's outside The mom comes over, both of them, and just kind of pushes her way into the house. And they're searching around the house, and then they eventually go upstairs. They find Hannah. They're up there for a little bit of time. And then they come down, and Hannah's like, I'm so sorry. I was upset because two of our cats died, and I've been throwing a fit, and I 
was lying. Mm. And they're like, um, About what? okay. Yeah. And so they take her back to the house. Mm-hmm. So didn't you say this story was light before we started recording? <laughs> I mean, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. God. So the the woman, their last name is Delca or Decalb. Sorry. So the DeKalb's, the woman in it, or she calls her dad and is like, dad, I'm having these issues. Like our next door neighbor's kid fucking ran over to our house and said all this stuff. But I feel like I shouldn't call and tell them because I don't want anything to be weird. But and I also on doors right now. It also seems well, the way they explain it is they explain everything away because these kids have been they're all adopted and they all came from these households that weren't necessarily great. And they're blaming all of their outbursts on the fact that that they came from a different fucked up lifestyle. The kids are the, or the, the moms are mainly it's all Jen. Jen is the worst one. So these, (laughs) the, the mom, or the dad, sorry. So the next door neighbor, the DeKalbs, the woman tells her dad about it. And she's like, I don't want to call the cops. I feel weird. And the dad's like, okay. And after he gets off the phone, I guess he's like, fuck this. This is fucked up. Grandpa. He, ca- Go grandpa. he calls and CPS goes out there and they're like, well, yeah, let's check sure. it out. And they're like, you know, the moms explain it away. They say how the kids act out and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And CBS is like, CBS you know what? You're worthless. right. Tough job. Apparently. They always get it wrong. They leave. And in the meantime, Jen likes to kind of parade her, quote, rainbow perfect family around and is obsessed with posting on facebook yeah there's tons there's tons of pictures of the kids you know like all holding up peace signs and wearing the same shirt and she's like like, it's so hard for us two women to raise our kids and people ostracize us and here we are living our perfect lives we're so glad that y'all are supporting us and she constantly posts shit like that Constantly post stuff like that. So in 2014, she's like trying to get insta like, famous. Yeah, for she being wants to like be the liberalist. Yeah, she wants to be the perfect, you know, far left version of a family. Right. And it's, like it's lefty duggers. In 2014, after her- it's the riots. Where were those riots? It was after Charlottesville, right? Charlottesville. I yeah. think that's correct. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if you will recognize this photo, but I did. And here, I'm going to show Lisa real quick because mm-hmm. it's a very recognizable photo of a little African-American boy hugging a cop. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, it came mm-hmm. from I remember that. Charlottesville. Yep. 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 Right? That's Devante. Devante. Yep. 
the little boy yep. in the picture You're is very famously crying. I'm Googling. I'm and not racist. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> so he's crying in the picture. I'll put it up when I post our stories on Sunday. Uh, but it's this photo that went super viral. And after that photo happened, like the entire family went viral. They were going to music festivals and anything outdoors that Jen could get them into and she probably got them into everything for free because they were you know this cute unscary white 38 year old yeah these women are hot yeah they're they look like the type of people you would be like yeah yeah, you'd be like yeah of course you can adopt six children Mm -hmm. so what I just read the ending of this book. No, no, don't. I was just looking at pictures, but now I've got so too far. They have this perfect life. They have this perfect house. Split level house, by the way. I don't know if y'all are into those, but I love a split level house. No, me too. Uh, But how do you know it's split level, you (laughs) creep? So they're making probably what, like $50,000 a year off of these kids, at least. And they... Not including the welfare yeah. checks, am I right, Republicans? Also, they live in South Dakota where, like, it's free to live there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty Sarah much. Sarah has a job. Good for her. In where? which she kind of... Feminist bookstore? She... I think That's it's at Kohl's. Like. like, no, they grew up working retail. <laughs> Kohl's. So, which is, there's nothing wrong with retail. I come from a retail family. I just know that Kohl's wouldn't be my first place I would want to work. But I think for her, it's also just a way to get away from her family. Like, the people who worked at Kohl's with Sarah said that Jen would call constantly. There was always something fucking going on with the family. And of course, there is, granted, there are six children, but you adopted six kids for selfish reasons jen but people don't know that people think that they have this beautiful family they have this she was in jen viral picture the family itself is viral and perfect everything they post gets like 500 likes yeah it's awesome which is a lot for just a regular person for a regular person uh so yeah one weekend, the DeKalbs, DeKalbs, DeKalbs are, they've, the kids have been kind of approaching them a little bit more. And one weekend, so they're going next door yeah, they're kind of going next door when they realize that the moms aren't watching because all of these kids are apparently severely malnourished. Mm -hmm. Like they're not being fed. And so the kids will go next door and ask for tortillas and things that are non-perishable so that they can hide it away. And the mom or she's not a mom. I don't know. Maybe she's a mom. Uh, The next door neighbor woman She's just lady freaking out and freaking lady out and DeKalb. freaking out and is like one day Devante comes over 12 separate times asking for different things. And she's like, you know what? This is it. I can't 
do this anymore and be like, these are our neighbors and I shouldn't meddle in this. I need to do something. So she calls Mm -hmm. and Sarah had been gone at work and she sees or the next door neighbor sees like CPS and the police pull up to this house and they go knock on the door. This is the second Nobody time CPS. answers. Mm-hmm. It's been a few times. Been a couple okay. times because yeah. kids like the kids have kind of hinted at school when they were in school. I was about to say they let yeah. them go to school. No, they let them mm-hmm. go to school for a little bit and then pulled them out. But when they were in school, a couple of the kids were like on picture day, they had bruises on their arms and they were like, well, where did that come from? And it's like, well, my mom sometimes beats me with a belt or different things. So too much mac and cheese. Yeah. Like the kids are all fucked up. Something's going on despite their picture perfect lifestyle. So CBS comes out, knocks on the door. Jen is at home with the kids and doesn't answer. They leave a card. They leave. A few minutes later, and the neighbor is watching this all at her window because she's become obsessed with the house. Like, she's so freaked out. So she sees Sarah's, like, pull into the driveway super fast, runs inside. There's, I don't know, whatever's happening inside the house. And then that night, they fucking get in the car and go. And the neighbor is like well okay right and she should have i mean that neighbor i mean i don't know what i would have done it's all fucked up but she just kind of assumed that maybe they were fleeing and didn't want to get involved but in reality heavier shit was going down so they pack up all the kids and they're driving west i believe and it's they're going to the California coast. Yeah, that'd be about right. I think uh, they're going west from South Dakota. I mean, a little southwest. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going west. They're on Highway 1 in California. And at one point they do pull over. The mom gets or Jen gets like a bunch of snacks and stuff. And they have video footage of her in this like Walgreens type place and they she buys a bunch of stuff and then on March 26th 2018 some guy finds an SUV that's at the bottom of a fucking cliff in the ocean and calls the cops and the cops go down there and investigate and it's in this in the car are Jennifer and Sarah Hart, they're both 38. Three of their children, Marcus, Jeremiah, and Abigail. And Sierra is found later, like pieces of her, because Jen had apparently, and nothing has been really solidified yet because this case is still open Because Devante and Hannah are missing still. What? So they Uh might not have been in the SUV. The The two youngest. So that's what I'm hoping for. But the 
Jen had a BAC over the legal limit, so she was legally drunk. They found that Sarah and all the other kids in the car had high levels of Benadryl, like that active ingredient in Benadryl that makes you, you know. It makes you sleepy. Benadryl makes you sleepy. Yeah. And so. So Sarah was just like, fuck this. No, Jen. Jen is the one who got fucked up. And drove their goddamn car off of a cliff. Okay, and she was killed. the one that was crying. That she was, was the she was the bad one. Yeah. And Sarah, in Sarah was a like couple kind of things semi prisoner along with yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And a, another thing that I read, there was an Fuck. interview with Sarah where she, the cops had, were questioning them about reports of abuse, which they obviously got out of, like they do. But sounds like like Jen. Does. They separated Jen and Sarah, and they were talking to Sarah, and Sarah was like, "Well, sometimes it just goes too far." And Jen, the whole time, obviously was like, "Well, yes, sometimes the children are sent to bed without dinner or whatever." And Sarah was like, "It goes too far," mm-hmm. because Jen was. Yeah. Beating their kids, but it's creepy because you can look at so many pictures online of these fucking beautiful children they are yeah but there's one picture where they're all painting the together jackson pollock picture, jackson pollock picture. it yeah. was the caption that jen put was like a bunch of little jackson pollocks and the kids look like almost emaciated like yeah. they're very thin but they all have on matching like bandanas and they're all painting but somebody pointed out that in the picture or in one of the pictures there's no paint on any of the kids paintbrushes yeah it's so staged all that shit was staged yeah and jen was just this psychotic woman who was trying to make her family this portrait of the new america or whatever you want to call it and then she ended up killing herself sarah Four of their children and probably six. Most people think that Devante and Hannah were also in the car and died, but yeah, I mean, it crashed into the ocean. So it's been a couple years now. No, it hasn't. It was that happened in March 2018. Right. Right. It was earlier this year. The kind of feels as like of, it's been a couple. Yeah, years. as of honestly, yeah, like since January, I'm like I've, I don't oh, know. I've lived yeah, 10 years. yeah. But as of October 2018, there have still been no updates to where Devante and Hannah are. And I just really hope that they like ran away or somehow got out of it and are maybe with their aunt hiding in the neighbor's house. The neighbors don't know yet. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I mean, maybe the neighbors do know and they're just like, yep, we never saw them. I can't find this pic. Oh, my God. What? Well, I was looking for the picture of them painting, and then I found this picture of them sitting yeah. and meditating. Oh, yeah. there's so many creepy... That's all it is, is <sighs> them It's trying- a great lesson in don't believe what you see on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's so fucked, fucked up. up. Yep. So anyways, that's my not-so-heavy, heavy story. That's the heaviest story I think that we've ever had on the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's totally... Uh, it's the also she kept talking about their like vegetarian lifestyle and when they actually went and looked in the house after it was abandoned yeah the fridge was had meat in it and stuff which is the least of all the 
problems, but only one of the rooms had a bed in it and it was like a twin bed for one child. And then there was a couple of couches and pads and it was like they constructed a movie set for yeah. Instagram and then like did nothing yeah. else. There's paint on these paintbrushes. There are, I didn't say that particular one. I just heard or read that there was one picture where they were talking about painting and there was no paint on the paintbrush. <sighs> but I'm just saying it's all staged and all fucked up. And the world is a vampire. Everybody. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. what do you think I want to know what's the first question you would ask Devonte or Heather or Hannah I mean I would just say tell me okay? everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. let it out those Good cop, bad kids. cop over here. <laughs> Are you okay? Tell me everything. <laughs> no, let's take these bitches down. Well, they're, well, they're already dead. dead. Well, okay, so we're assuming we know what we is should alive. take out is the foster slash adoption uh, system in South Dakota. Yeah. Well, that's fucking. Their aunt tried for like years and years and years, even until but that they were has to still be South adopted. Dakota law. And like their aunt had never been arrested. She barely even had like, I think she had like one speeding ticket. Yeah. Texas. And they just denied, denied, denied her. It's scary that you can be the people who are setting out and spending all their time and energy to fool the world can do it. Yeah. Like that's why I took away. I don't know if I blame any system here. I think that that Jen lady was a complete psychopath and Absolutely. she had decided. Yeah, but who's going to adopt out six kids to people within what, 10 years? That's a bit that's... much. But then these weren't like babies. That's these were true. orphans. Sure. And usually they'll like be a little more lenient with anybody who wants to foster. And I think it was more foster than adoption. I don't think they had full legal guardianship. I think it was they were foster parents on a semi-permanent yeah. basis just because. Okay. Well, guess who, who the would? fuck can sue right now is those parents, those biological parents and biological well, family. Gone. It's the aunt, right? Is the only one who. Yeah. Who's she going to sue? They're dead. She can sue the state of South Dakota or whoever. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that was coming because, like I said, this did happen in March. And they're still looking for the bodies of Devontae and Hannah. All right. Let's 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 cheer. Sorry. 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 (laughs) I told you to go last because yours was happy. No, mine's. Well, it's it's I don't know. Happy. It's it's funny. It's interesting. It's the war of the nerds. Soldaderas. What? what? Oh, you're still back on Princess Leia. Yeah, because I said oh. it wrong once, and I had to say it right without looking. You did a good job. Do you want me to cut that in earlier? Like, no. paste it over? <laughs> oh, well, eh. No, it's not a video. It would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to say, a la 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 again. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. All right. This one's called The War of the Nerds. Um, so, it all starts in 1902. They're Egypt and Sudan, right? Mm-hmm. Egypt, Sudan's underneath it. Had a straight border okay. at the bottom between the two. Mm-hmm. It was just drawn on a parallel. Mm-hmm. In 1902, the Brits came and decided to redraw all the borders in the Middle East. It was a terrible idea. It literally has screwed up the world for the 
last 100 yeah. years, all the borders they redrew. Thanks Specifically for Specifically one border. But well, like, yeah, one was a really bad idea, but like every border they've drawn has been yeah. a, a disaster. And one of the things they drew is they took that straight border and they tilted it mm-hmm. uh, to make this little triangle on the coast called the Triangle of Halaib that's full of oil. And they gave that to Sudan. They made it south of the border. And um, Sudan and Egypt was like, hell no, that's our oil patch. And so they've been fighting over it. Get ever out since. of my oil patch. This is in the middle <laughs> of the Sahara Desert, the worst part of the Sahara. Like, you can't get to this place as easily. There's no roads. Did they, they know all that oil the was there? Yeah, yeah, they knew. And, and Egypt was just like, well, Sudan deserves some oil because, like, we're friends with them right now, not you. And so right. they just went, Choo, and they made this little triangle. Well, on the other side of that triangle, Brendan Fraser, the mummy. <laughs> No, maybe. Who knows? Rachel Is a lands called Burr to Wheel? Okay. Uh, Brent of Wheel Fraser. <laughs> B-I-R-T-A-W-I-L. Burr to Wheel. I like it. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's no oil. And so what's weird is that Egypt and Sudan are still fighting over the Triangle of Halaib. But the other triangle, literally both nations have said no thanks. Okay. They don't claim them. Which means that these 800 square miles are up for grabs anybody who wants to settle there govern there do anything there it's sure nobody's gonna fight you yeah 800 square miles is more than twice the size of new york not manhattan like all of new york it's bigger than the city of houston not downtown city the entire houston metropolitan area it's a huge patch of land sitting around for anybody to have okay so Let's fast forward to 2015. This is stressing me out. I feel like a bunch of like pickup artists are going to go here and be like, check out my, my peacock hat. And yeah, so 2000, well, pretty much. 2014, no a guy named Jeremiah Heaton, who... That's a pickup artist. It's not a real name. That's a pickup artist's name. Worked in mining and ran for Congress in North Carolina and lost. Uh, is this Southern Mama? He has a six-year-old daughter named Emily, and she says she wants to be a princess. Don't we all? So he studies, and he looks, and he hunts to try to be a good daddy, and he tries to find a way to make his daughter a princess for her seventh birthday. It's not that hard. Go to a fucking H-E-B, dude. Well, he finds Berta Will, and he goes there, Mm -hmm. and he puts a flag on it. That he and his daughter designed and declares it the kingdom of North Sudan and himself the king, therefore making her the, the princess. princess. When is this? 2014. And then to his surprise, everybody's like, oh, okay. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it worked. He started getting media coverage. Ugh, that little girl's a spoiled brat. The people from Egypt who helped him get there were like, yeah, totally, it's yours. We don't, we're not claiming this land. And the people from Sudan were like, we can't claim this land because if we claim that border, then we lose the oil place. So I guess it's yours. Okay. But the uh, the international community, like the UN, hasn't recognized or anything. But basically, he's now the king of North Sudan. So, so then he realizes, okay, well, I guess, what should we do, princess? And princess says, let's solve world hunger. And he's like, great. So Aww. I'm going to try to get some agriculture on this land. I'm going to try to develop it. And he starts an Indiegogo campaign for a quarter million dollars. Okay. To develop 
the Kingdom of North Sudan. And you could get a bumper sticker at the $15 level. Uh, you could get honorary titles you, of nobility. I, can you still get a fucking bumper sticker? Because I will. It's closed. Uh, okay. He only ended up raising $10,000. That's not bad, though. Uh, well, hold on. Where's my favorite? End Hunger Patchwork Quilt was pretty good. Uh, you could create a national park at 100 bucks. Um, for this a, is all desert, right? It's just all desert. Okay, There's one desert. rock. There's like one rock and okay. 800 square miles. Okay. Uh, there are some like nomadic people who wander through the area. They're like unperturbed. They're like, just don't take On our camels shit. and stuff. Yeah. And they like the, the gold mine. Cause the only thing there that anybody's found that's worth of anything is a little bit of gold. Hey, I mean, I'm surprised they were willing to yeah, give even that's... a little bit of that up. It wasn't like a lot of gold. Uh, anyway, $150 level in this Indiegogo I'm campaign. Being shady about this any amount of gold <laughs> you're like mm, it wasn't enough fuck this gold uh you could you could make the king your puppet this is your chance to have what a real does king the fuck does that mean this is your chance oh. to have a real king do your bidding purchasing this 150 dollars perk will empower you to have king jeremiah record a vine video I'm sorry 150 oh. vine video that faithfully recreates vine. faithfully recreates any six second scene from any movie nope Want to see the world's newest monarch sing, dance, and make a general fool of himself for your viewing pleasure? No problem. Does he have okay, any wait. idea that like no one gives a shit? But or does he think that he's like what? a celebrity? This perk real? is only limited by your imagination and general what rules of decency. What movie scene would you make him recreate? You will also have your seconds. name and added to the end hunger quilt. Zero out of 500 claimed. Uh, wait, what? that was a good question. What movie would you have King yeah, Jeremiah six do? six seconds to make someone recreate a scene of a movie. I think somebody would probably do When Harry Met Sally and have him be Sally. You know what I mean? Do you know, my mind did go there, but yeah. also my mind went to Requiem first. Oh my God, are you fucking serious? Are you thinking of the very end scene? Yes! That's what I was going to say. No. no, I swear to God, I'll pinky swear you Whit- right now. I Whitney. swear to God, that's what I was going to say, which is fucked up because that's i was rethinking it fucked. and then Wait, i you was were gonna thinking say the DP scene? Yes. yes yes that's what i was thinking okay fuck dude that's exactly You're... what i thought oh my god wow. whitney and then i started thinking problem. like well that's fucked up so maybe i could just force him to do heroin that's what i thought <laughs> i was there and then heroin <laughs> i literally went there and then yes. heroin with yes. the arms all fucked yes, up and they're the in arms. jail yes Dude. God damn it. God, you guys there, don't know how there, to... I don't there, know we got to touch. We got to touch. You guys are awful. He's just trying to make his daughter a I princess. I know, yeah, but... I know we get it. I had to get my $150 worth, no, right? I, I think that's brilliant. Uh, I'm well, so mad about myself. Ass. Here's the thing. But I'm proud of us. 175? Together, we're one. Wait, oh. 175? There's, there's higher. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can make his daughter draw you a picture. Okay, that's the last scene in Requiem for a Dream. Oh, God, no. (laughs) One person claims that no notice of what they had her draw. You can be a court jester at 200. You can get a knighthood at 300. 17 people are now knights of North Sudan. I would have done that. Yeah, that's like buying your own star. Name a road. Uh, Keep in mind that all 800 square miles of this have no roads. 
Uh, no, but if a road is ever built, ass to ass. <laughs> yeah, it would be yours for a thousand dollars. One person claimed that. No, I don't want a road for a thousand. Anyway, it was Indiegogo, so he got. He's the giving money. knighthood away for two hundred. For three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to be a thousand for a fucking road. But they don't Come even on. live. They don't live there, right? Where do they live? They live here. They live in North they, Carolina. They live in North Carolina. Well, okay. there, therein lies the problem. Right. Enter. <laughs> let me get his name. Enter Dmitry Zhikarev. Things get weird one year later. So Dmitry Zhikarev goes to Bertawil, photographs himself with GPS coordinates planting a Russian flag <gasps> in the middle of the territory Rude. and well, says, no. this shit is mine. I'm naming it the kingdom of Middle Earth because he's Fuck yeah. a bigger nerd. L-O-T-R. No. Get no. up in my shit. And he immediately loves you. desert Middle Earth. Middle Earth is complex. Middle Earth has that's for sure. mountains. It has, uh, it has rainforests. It has forest forest it also sure has mm. a little bit of desert but that's mm. only the bad part preach it all right so it, rivendell immediately Furious. starts fighting with the king the of North Sudan on twitter like immediately starts fighting with him like, on twitter yeah because he's like your photographs were outside of Bertawil. you can't prove you were on the land my flag is there i've got geoposition coordinates i set up a radio station because here's why he did it was his what? handle at um actually <laughs> yes I, I found him on twitter it is at ra9 usu which is russian for um actually um <laughs> <laughs> so he did this because he's a dick <sighs> he is a ham radio nerd Oh, I love ham radio. And in Russia, they have radio competitions where you try to get all 400 zones of the world connected so that you can radio broadcast all over the world. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know. Ham radio is super cool. What is it? The the nerddom goes deep here. So, yes. So, he. this is like a Siberian thing. He's like from Siberia. And what you do is you try to broadcast to somebody in all these zones of the world and you get extra points. It's like bird watching for getting to really out of the way places. One of the big prizes is Yemen because almost nobody lives in Yemen. Yeah, who gives so nobody's shit? listening for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can prove somebody listened to your radio, excuse me, radio broadcast in Yemen, you get like, that's like a rare bird. Okay. I just, I feel, I feel like, you know, Yemen probably has better things to do. Yeah, man. They they, everybody has better things to do, but these Russians take Whitney. it. Whitney. I'm sorry. <laughs> these Russians take it really I seriously. I have a ham radio. It's fine. So the 34th zone covers Libya, Egypt, Sudan, and South Sudan. It's one of the most coveted zones because there's not a culture of radio there. It's really hard to get somebody to tune in to your radio broadcast from there. And Zhikarev had 39 <laughs> zones, but he didn't have that zone. So what he realized, because he was like this big travel nerd, like he's climbed the highest mountain in South Korea. What kind of nerd is he not? <laughs> yeah, right. An indoors kind? Uh, yeah, maybe. He's not. He doesn't have a... He, well, he's he, an Eagle the Scout. The fun part is that when he's fighting with Jeremiah Heaton, he's trolling him for being a nerd parent like oh yeah you made your daughter a princess so like he's not you're a naming nerd. it middle earth you fucking dildo. i love it I'm he finds it. out about 
Bertawil, he looks up the whole thing with the Kingdom of North Sudan. He decides he can best it. He goes down there, he plants a flag, and he claims it for his own, and he sets up a radio station so he can win his little radio contest. So now he they're finally fighting. came. Now they're fighting. Mm-hmm. The uh, Russian NTV, which is their like NPR, comes and films them having a fight on Skype. Did you say MTV is N- their NPR? NTV. Okay. As in It'd be really nerd. funny if MTV was their NPR. Um, so <laughs> they it's transcribed, like their little fight. It's like, hello. Hi, are you going to call me today? <laughs> yeah. One hour. Is that okay? Yeah, what channel is going to be on? NTV. And so, like, they're having how, this whole thing. No, how often do you practice speaking Russian? Or, I like, Russian accents? four years of Russian. So that's why you're so good at In college, accent. Did yeah. you really? Yeah. So I can do I some Russian. I love the way Russian sounds. I'm into it. So anyway, mm-hmm. he, he, pl- he totally punks Heaton on NTV. Like, he basically, like... He Ashton butchered it. Stop. To said... Yeah, I know. That's the kind of story it is. So Heaton was coming in in good faith to like talk about sharing the land so they can develop agriculture and feed the world because that's what the princess wants to do. And Zhikarev is just like, you better get dressed. You're on TV. You know, like they're just totally fucking fighting and they become enemies. And it's unresolved to, to this day which one of them is the owner of Berta Will. It's the fucking first guy who went and claimed yeah. it. Hold so on. Fucking Hold basement on. boy. Meanwhile. <gasps> no. Suyash Dixit. This is a terrible time for me. Okay. Suyash Where is he from? From India. She. It could be a she. It's a he. It's a he. These are all boy nerds. Come on. Ladies, can we get it together with North Sudan? We can Look, do this. Lisa, go there. Suyash no. Dixit from India who works for Google. Swedish Dixit. Sorry, goes to Berta Will and plants an Indian flag right on the spot with the same monument in the background. Okay. As it's just that one Russian rock guy. Still. The I mean, one rock. The one shit, rock. You know? Yeah, no, I the mean, one rock. He got the one rock one in the rock picture. To rule them all. It's like a fucking pride rock. Praise Is him. Is this going to be like. That's all I say. It's the Lion, Lion King. King. Yeah. yeah. So he's finally got one up and he posts it on, because it's now 2017, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> And he suddenly becomes Instagram he famous. Vine it. One does. One absolutely does. Simply walk into North Sudan. <laughs> Suck it, Middle Earth guy. I hate you. He names it the Kingdom of Dixit. I mean, of course he does. Mordor isn't really. Uh, you want to hear his Instagram post? Yes. Mordor is oh no! Wait, this is this, uh, like. this is his Facebook post. It's- he posted a life event, uh, <laughs> and the life event was called "Became Ruler of Country." Fuck yeah! I want to post that life event update. Can we all update. post that? I, Suyash Dixit, first of my name and the protector of the realm, declare myself as king Jesus of Kingdom Christ. of Dixit. This is like, <laughs> what's his, uh, McLovin's role in role models? I call myself King Suyash first That's from true. today. One I person. declare the unclaimed land of Bertawil as my country from now to the eternity of time. What is the eternity of time? And then time? he shot photos Wait. of himself planting sunflowers in the desert, which uh, never grew. Which died. Yeah. Or wait, which sunflowers, y'all, yes. they just grow in the need. sun. So he spends nine paragraphs describing his journey there 
for proof, like how he had to. How do you get there? Take routes with the Egyptian military up to the border. There's terrorists in the area because the Sudan's been this horrible civil war. Like this is, it's a cute story, but like this area sucks right now. But this um, fucking moron then he takes went all the way there from this border checkpoint there, I'm and gonna, that was an I'm important. Gonna, this is too fucking. I'm gonna pee. Okay. <laughs> I know y'all have been all secret about it. No, you go pee. Bye. So he takes camels from the border checkpoint into Bertawil and takes photos of himself planting an Indian-ish flag. It's not really the Indian Indian flag. Indian-ish. Yeah, it's not the Indian flag. It's like something. Okay. Anyway, he starts a website, kingdomofdixit.gov. Dixit. He names his father, Suyong Dixit, as the acting prime minister and head of the military. Is there a military? For his birthday. So it's just Aww. like the princess thing. He makes his dad there prime go. minister for his birthday. I mean, if you go all the fucking way over just to do that, all of your family... It'll be like when I started embroidering and my mom was like, oh, great. Now I'm going to get this every Christmas. I was like, fuck you. But also now everyone in his family is going to get a title every Christmas. There's not so many of these patches, right? Yeah. Uh, He closes with life is either an incredible adventure or it's nothing at all. If you're not doing something epic, you're going to end up in yet another grave. Well, guess what, Dixit? You're going to end up in a grave anyway. Anyway. Dixit. And it had to work as I was the only passenger in flight from Abu Simbel. I was already too happy. I am the king. This is no joke. I own a country now. Time to write an email to the UN. What? Okay. How old is this person? He's like 24. Something like that. Then or now? Yeah. uh, Now. I mean, this is now. This is last year. Okay. Yeah. He's got a really shitty website. Uh... Well, if he made it last year, it shouldn't be that shitty. Yeah, he made it in Joomla, so whatever. Okay. Nothing. He gave the kingdom, (laughs) he gave the prime ministership to his father, so it's just like the princess thing for his birthday. So he made his daddy prime minister of a country for his birthday, just like the other guy. Uh Uh-huh. It's the world's easiest present. So, yeah, it is. Well, it's hard to get there. I mean, that was impressive. And he took these pictures with the mountains in the background and wrote about getting there on camels. So he posts this on Twitter. At uh, I found his Twitter. Everybody has a Twitter handle. At, uh, I am Suyash Dixit. Uh, there's also the Twitter handle at uh, King North Sudan for Jeremiah Heaton. Okay, so we've got three Twitter accounts, one I'm country. Following them, right Heaton's now. the OG, right? Yeah. Well, I'll get to that in a second. What? <laughs> so. She, he posts this all over Twitter. I have to have another drink now. It becomes a major story, especially in India. Everybody's like, holy shit, nobody thought of doing this before. And then Jeremiah Heaton, like, ats him, like, you fucking liar. You knew about this. Uh, you give it back. This is the kingdom of North Sudan. It's my daughter's. And they start kind of fighting, and he calls him a liar because he says, you went from the military base to Bertawil on camel. You can't. There's a lake in the way. oh right he got that camel out of a grocery store parking lot yeah y'all ever go to those zoos (laughs) (laughs) only when they're in town (laughs) wait are y'all serious you don't no thing no wait 
The ones that are just like on 290, like the carnival yeah. in there. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. they've got There's the camels there. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there were when I was, when oh. like 89 was a wild year for camels up in parking what? lots. Mm. I mean, it was also in Texas. Missed out. Yeah, it was a good time. <sighs> so now Suyash Dixit and Jeremiah Hayton are fighting over this place. They get on Skype, but unlike Russian guy, they get along and they decide that they both want to work to make the world a better place. So so these bros are all Skyping it out? These bros Skyped it out to say we're going to build water for agriculture. We're going to build grow some, water. Build some, we're going to drill for water. Mm-hmm. We're going to get some fucking sunflowers grown there. And we're going to put a server on there dedicated to free speech because they're that kind of nerd. So they're going to put up a little server farm that's not subject to any other international laws where you can like say whatever you want because WikiLeaks or whatever. So it looks like everything's going to be happy in the kingdom of Dixit, North Sudan, whatever. Enter Dmitry Zhikarev and he says, no, no, no. Bullshit on you, Jeremiah Heaton. I still think you're a twerp. And bullshit on you, Dixit, because the camel thing... That camel can only travel a maximum speed of 14 miles per hour. And in order to get there during the time when the sun was shining, you would have had to travel 16 miles an hour. Camels can't fly. You're full of shit. So they're fighting again. Meanwhile, the United Nations has uh, recognized and acknowledged none of these twerps. It's still completely. Because what year is this? This is this year. Yeah, they're worried well, last about year. fucking Donald goddamn Trump. They don't give a fuck about these <laughs> Early 2017 idiots. is when Dixit same, made his claim. Same, same. Um, Still worried about the same guy. So the three of them are fighting over this. Meanwhile, in England, Mm-mm. who drew the boundary in the first place? <laughs> Meghan Markle? A, no. I wish it was. There's a guy named... Kieran. Here he is. A guy named Karen. Lovely guy. Kieran. Hi. He looks nice. He looks British. He looks like, like, what's yeah. his name? Uh, anyway. What's his name that does the... Uh, he directs and he also was in like Shaun of the Dead and all of yeah, 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 yeah. Simon Pegg? Not no, Simon Pegg. The other guy. Yeah. Winter? No. Edgar Wright? Yes. Yeah. He looks, I like, was thinking he of looks like him and uh, the other guy who... <laughs> yeah. Who... Uh, he was in Gangs of New York, and he was also in Harry Potter. He had the one eye that was like... No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, I do know what Cleese. you're talking about. No. No, that's Gleason. not John Cleese. Brendan Gleeson. Yes, it's Brendan Gleeson and um, the other guy we said earlier had a baby. Anyway, I'm Wait, sorry. continue. It's fine. He uh, declared himself king of Ber- Towil because he worked in the British consulate, and he understood how that place came to be where it was, what it was doing, and also a little bit more about international law than all these other clowns. Did he do a 23 and me to find out which one of those two He did it in 2008. So oh. way before anybody else. Graduated college. And then he put up a little website and he made kind of a jokey thing about how he was Kieran the first of Bert to Will, but it was jokey with like some legal force because if anybody owned that land, it was Britain. They were the ones who drew the boundaries of it. And so he gave control of the country in 2012 to his 16-year-old son, King Adam I. Well, that never turns out good. King Adam. Who is now, what is this, six years later? He's now 22. He's of age. He can... Six years? Legally. He's 24. 
Six, nope. 16 plus 6? Is... I said 18. Yep. I've been sneezing. Anyway, <laughs> he's of age and legally recognizable by the United Nations, and he apparently has the first and best claim, King Adam I, to Bertawil, for the kingdom of Bertawil. So there's four people fighting for the claim over this land. Imagine if, if you like... want to go by Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. King Adam I has one. Dmitry Zhikarev from Russia has two. <laughs> Suyash Dixit has 1,026. I just looked him up thinking he would and, have more. And uh, Jeremiah has 2,500 as King of North Sudan. So by Twitter rules, which is how comedy bookers work, Jeremiah Heaton wins and he is still the King of North Sudan. But... Because the United Nations hasn't ruled on this, it's literally up for grabs, and anybody who wants to fight for a Russian can go there, put a flag down, and join the fight. I mean... Join World War Three or whatever this is. If Hell. any of those guys was... I don't want to say smart, because I don't support fracking, but I think you say go out there and... I mean... It's the middle of the desert. There's nobody living there. There's like there's no power. There's no roads. There's, there's no, no electricity. Nothing. There's no water. So I guess I don't know so how they could do it. But if they're so close to oil already, you would think it's not close to oil. It's far from the. That's why the. That's why Sudan doesn't oh. want it. I thought that if, it, I was I no. Mean, the other like triangle, the triangle has oil in it. This right. triangle, this big, big triangle, right. has no oil in it. But it's think the of the, the gas desert. stations you could put in there. For what roads? There's no roads. There, for the, there's yeah, for the camels there. that are crossing. <laughs> I just fart stations I find for the camels. It, I find it yeah. unbelievable that a piece of land could, like a piece of land that big, could be so completely useless. It's literally useless, except for the nomads who get like enough gold dust on there to buy a big razor. Well. Oh those poor guys i feel bad oh they're doing other shit they're not in there all full time it's just the desert that's the point yeah that's why nobody wants it but there's gotta be something there man what about them they could film movies there there. you don't have to pay any taxes fucking all of them any of yeah you can pay all four of them like what two thousand dollars they'd be like holy shit it finally paid off yeah and then you have a whole movie filled. You have hell mad, that one dude to make Maddox. you that whole that one dude to make you a knight and do a porno for you. Yeah, Furious or Road. <laughs> I mean, is what I would the call looks it. of it. It's not the best. Yeah, it's not grand. There's literally one pile of dirt on it. But that's what I'm saying. Movies, movies. I do movies. just like seeing the pictures of random dudes standing with their own homemade flags, and it's like. It is hilarious. This is ridiculous. It is hilarious. And we've got America, Russia, and India, and Britain involved. All we need is like a couple more countries, and this is like full-on Game of Thrones. Yeah, but yeah. Get Australia up in here. Canada. Antarctica. Come up and claim something way, way the Get off the bench, Antarctica. Yeah, come on. For real, though, what would your flags have your personalized flag. a lemon i've thought there'd about be a big this. lemon on aggressive. it i'm As just telling you i've thought about it before certified geography nerd and flag hag i thought about this mine would be like for the years two mermaids holding up a lemon mm. i like that one i don't have an opinion wait on yours this. would be a witch a flag hag 
Is that like a No, no, no. I just I love flags and I've thought about this a ton. Okay, well what would it look like? I don't know. I can't decide because well, I thought love about flags it. too much. I know I want blue, black, and white, but like Botswana has that, so I don't want to like copy the stripes. I want to like find a circle type. You want pattern. a real flag. Yeah, I'm serious. Yours wouldn't have I'm dead serious. Mermaids are I might women's. go claim Berta Will just so I can have a flag. Do it. Oh my god. Yeah. I'll do it. You have to start a GoFundMe then to get you over there. <sighs> yeah, it's expensive and to get to. Then you, you have to <laughs> get through. I'm not making either my daughter's warfare. princess either. Fuck you. Earn what you get in, the, in this world. <gasps> Little women. Do they listen? Little I'm just kidding. Do they listen? <laughs> of course they do. They they actually do listen to me edit this. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. And they'll be like, Mom, they are why? addicted to our theme song. Like seriously, Joe will walk around the house Aww, whistling so the cute. Weird Brunch theme song. <laughs> They think it's so we great. We have to tell Ariel that. Yes. Um, damn it. Oh, could. Joe will walk around like, it's Austin, Texas. Aww. It's my head brunch. That's so sweet. That's so cute. We should. Can you record them doing that? We can throw I'll it try, in but the they, get real, they get real microphone well, shy. Well, don't let them know you're doing it. <sighs> Just they lean look... into mommy's blazer and you have one of those yeah. like blazer <laughs> oh, microphones. You know how you wear blazers at home like, all the time. You know, constantly wearing blazers. You look very Murphy Brown one day. <laughs> you have on your <laughs> microphone on your lapel. I you lean know. down and then you talk about it and they see. I like what? that you're staring off into the wall because you're really, really in this. I'm envisioning it. What I love Murphy Brown. did you have where mm. the phrase mommy's blazer was anywhere <laughs> in your brain? <laughs> like that I is, mean. Was it Murphy Brown that yeah. did that to you? Okay. I love Show me Murphy on the doll Brown. where mom was wearing a blazer. My mom never wore a, a blazer, but she wore shoulder pads and would fucking Fuck fight yeah, you about my mom too. too. Did she? Did she have Murphy a perm? Brown, what? Perm. No. What? No. no. She no. had to. It was the no. 80s. Mm-mm. My dad, I think, maybe did. But my mom's hair was very much like that Dolly Parton painting. Well, oh, it takes okay. a lot to get that volume. You don't That's do really that. nice. She had it for a while, but then it got like too fine to live. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, life too gets fast hard. Yeah. Lisa, what would your flag have on it? I feel mm-hmm. like we didn't get to that. Oh, it would probably have like a, like a, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. It just says, cool. you know, <laughs> on it. It's like one color and no, then in the bottom zero, corner it just says, you know. 0.01%. Zero Man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shit, I know what we learned yeah, today. that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be part of the 1%. We're part of the 0.01%. And that's so what are we're you. always striving to. So are you for listening. Like, oh, yeah. mathematically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's probably less than that. Probably less. But okay. also, uh, we, we didn't say this last episode, so, you know, if your friends just listen to the last one or they just listen to something halfway through, tell them to follow us. On oh, something. On all of it. Instagram, Weird Twitter. Brunch everywhere. That's it. Which yeah, is yeah. crazy. No it one had that name. It still blows my fucking mind we that no one shit. had this. We put a flag in this. We did. Unclaimed territory. And we're the queens of it now. Um, mm-hmm. Not to bring everyone down, but uh, yeah. <laughs> thinking about getting a, a business account on my WordPress. What? what to make us a about? webpage? 
Well, I have one for me, and I was. I think I can make yeah. one for. Oh, okay. Well, now you got to do it before this comes out, because some enterprising person might buy it. No, that person can SMD. Yeah, they're not gonna do it. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.